With KSOM, KS95 News, I'm Tom Robinson. The Sac County Sheriff's Office is asking for the public's help with an incident involving an alleged Snapchat photo of a gun. According to the Sac County Sheriff's Office on Monday, February 12th, deputies were dispatched to the Ridgeview Middle School in Early on a reported fight between two male students. One of the students was from Holstein and the other was from Shaler. During the investigation, it was learned that there may have been a threat of undisclosed violence at a dance scheduled for this coming Friday night in Holstein. During several student interviews, deputies determined the threat of violence involved the two male students who had been fighting. One of the students had planned on fighting with the other student on Friday night at the dance. However, it was learned one of the males was not going to the dance, so the male assaulted him at school. The altercation allegedly occurred over a TikTok video posted by one of the two males. Now, the investigation continued later that evening in Shaler when it was learned that the Holstein student, the primary aggressor, had sent a Snapchat photo of a gun. Now, following another series of interviews, it was determined nothing was found that cooperates to the threat of violence involving a gun. Now, the Sac County Sheriff's Office stated they take these types of threats seriously and had a law enforcement presence in and around the middle school. Anyone with information or have seen this alleged Snapchat photo of a gun is asked to call the Sac County Sheriff's Office or the Ida County Sheriff's Office. The proposal making it easier for teachers carrying firearms on school grounds is moving in the Iowa House. The more guns that are coming into the equation, the more volatility and the more risk there is of somebody getting hurt. And it impacts the learning environment by making us feel like we're living in a war zone and not at school. Anna Hayes, a senior at Roosevelt High School, talking to state lawmakers. Spirit Lake Community School District Superintendent David Smith says... When people say it's not going to happen to us, it just happened right here in Iowa. And it's going to happen again. And we're asking you to do everything you can to help us get the insurance that we need put the safety measures in place that we need to make this happen. Teachers would need to complete several live scenario of firearm safety and emergency medical and communication trainings to carry in school. Well, on Tuesday, the Montgomery County Board of Supervisors approved renaming the 250th Street Bridge and the landing. Ken Ocean of the Coburg Historical Society, appearing at the supervisors' meeting this morning, requested renaming Bridge McGreer's-Hawkins Park Bridge. Ocean grew up about two miles from this bridge. He said the McGreer family was another two miles from his homestead. The McGreers, after the Civil War, moved into Montgomery County and started farming. The second generation, uh, three boys, Bud McGuire being the leader of the group, started the uh, Colbert Elevator, the Colbert Stockyards, the Colbert Seed Corn Company, and we can go on and on about his contributions. Somewhere, these three brothers thought, you know, we need a little fun, so they started an amusement park on the edge of their farm. Ocean says the McGreers named their amusement park Hawkins Park after the family living there before the McGreers, known as the Hawkins Bridge. Ocean says the amusement park was the first in southwest Iowa, and he says the Red Oak Express reported 5,000 people attending the opening day fair. Now, the supervisors also approved naming the boat landing after Roger Carlson, who allowed the county to put the landing next to the bridge. It will now be called Carlson Landing. Guthrie County Board of Supervisors approved a letter of support for a Grow Green County grant for the Raccoon River Valley Trail. Mandy Billings has this story. Guthrie County Conservation Director Brad Halterman said he is applying for this grant in conjunction with Green County Conservation for the rehabilitation project of the Raccoon River Valley Trail. The project runs from Yale 
the stretch all the way up into Greene County to Winkleman Switch. It's all the trails the same age and same construction and, and uh, in the same condition right now. Um, that's also the project that we applied for federal rep trails grant, uh, which we uh, which we didn't uh, receive any monies from there. We also applied for TAP grant funding uh, for that for that project, and I believe we will find out um, results from that uh, in June. Supervisor Maggie Armstrong said she appreciates the collaborative effort. It makes sense that you would go with Greene County to try to get something like this done when we're on the border anyway. I think it sets us up in the future for some really good projects, um, not only within our own county, but looking at partners across county lines. Alterman said the project is around $5.6 million. I'm Andy Bellings reporting. The CAM Facilities Committee scheduled two more meetings later this month and another in March. The school board discussed the facilities process on Monday night. CAM School Superintendent Paul Cron says the committee recently toured the Griswold School Building, which went from three to one facilities. Meanwhile, the committee scheduled two more meetings. On February 21st, the committee will tour Anita's current high school. Cron says on March 6th, the committee will focus on the financial cost of the project to go from the current two buildings down to one. And then I think on March 6th, we're going to go over some financial information, uh, projections of the district, and then also uh, financial impact, tax impact on uh, general obligation bonds uh, and different ways to fund a a facility project. Cron says the decision will be based on the following factors. One thing is, is this good for kids? Um, will this make sense what we're proposing and uh, is it something that is sustainable and people can get behind so as they work through those questions uh, we'll see how things go but that process continues and uh, we appreciate everybody's time uh, that has committed to outside meetings of of their normal day uh, because we know it is a commitment and appreciate their input as we move forward uh, as they will try to make a recommendation to the board. The district has gone from three buildings to two, and the final decision will be whether or not to go to one facility for all grades. The Sedell Community School District is converting to a four-day week. The school board unanimously approved the move on Monday. The school year will start at the end of the Iowa State Fair and run until Memorial Day, with students having most Fridays off. Each school day will be half an hour longer. District officials say the conversion will bring in more staff and students. Four other Iowa school districts are following a national trend of moving to a four-day school week. Almost 900 students nationwide have made the change, hoping to retain teachers and reduce costs. Closer to home, the Griswold School Board discussed the issue of reducing the school week from five days to four, but voted down the move last August following a survey of staff members. The survey indicated staff members were 50-50 regarding their ability to teach students effectively in four days instead of five. Regarding staff retainment, some respondents admitted they were more likely to stay if the district adopted a four-day week. About a dozen respondents said they would likely leave the district. Well, Cass Health and its affiliate organizations have released their scholarship applications for the upcoming school year. Cass Health offers a $500 scholarship to a Southwest Iowa student who is enrolled or accepted into a nursing program, deadline March 29th. Cass Health offers a $500 scholarship to a Southwest Iowa student pursuing a degree in a health-related career, deadline March 29th. And Cass Health Auxiliary provides $1,000 scholarships for students pursuing a health-related career, deadline is March 29th. And Cass Health Foundation offers $5,000 scholarships 
to a graduate from a Cass County high school with a goal of becoming a health care provider subject to licensure requirements of the state of Iowa, including testing to obtain certification and requires continuing education to maintain that licensure. The scholarship fund was established by a bequeath from Louie and Elsie Hansen. The deadline is March 29, 2024. Applications are available on cashealth.org backslash scholarships and can be turned in to human resources by the respective deadlines. Iowa House District 23 Representative Ray Sorensen of Greenfield says Friday is the first of funnel week, and the deadline means it is do or die for bills that haven't passed out of a committee. Meanwhile, Sorensen says state revenue rose in January, a surprising result after a full year of income tax reductions, not to mention two blizzards keeping Iowans indoors for a good chunk of the month. Sorensen says that through the first seven months of the fiscal year, net general fund receipts are 2.1% higher than in fiscal year 2023, according to the monthly revenue analysis from the nonpartisan Legislative Services Agency. This figures ahead of the latest forecasts from the Revenue Estimating Conference. Last December, the three-member panel projected state revenue would decline by 1.3% for the fiscal year. I'm Tom Robinson. Have a great afternoon.